We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarma, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Hello and welcome into this week's edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I am Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson. Big week for the Missouri Basketball Tigers as they were named a number seven seat in the NCAA tournament in the South region. They'll be playing Utah State. We're going to be here to break... Well, break that down might be a loose, uh, loose <laughs> phrasing, loose, loose tease there. But we're going to talk about that game. Um, but we've got some other things to talk about uh, before we get there. So, Gabe, how are you doing this week? Uh, let me get to Tuesday afternoon when I'm driving to Kansas City to catch a plane to Sacramento. And I think at that point, I will be good. Right yeah. now, little frazzled. For sure. I can understand that. Maggie, uh, how have you been? Uh, how was your time watching the SEC tournament? It was good. Um, I'm not as frazzled as Gabe because uh, I am just a fan who does this every week with you guys. So, um, yeah, I will not be going to Sacramento, but uh, you have Gabe to cover it, so that's great. But, yeah, watching the SEC tournament was great. I wish we would have shot better against Alabama because I think Alabama was absolutely beatable in that game. They didn't shoot very well either, uh, better than us. But, uh, yeah, it would have been great to play in the finals, but had a great game against Tennessee. And then we got that seven seed. So was hoping for a six, but beggars can't be choosers. We can have a, we can have a larger conversation about seeding um, probably pretty soon. But uh, I'm in kind of the same boat as Gabe as I'm a little frazzled, but not for the same reason. Gabe is frazzled. <laughs> um, I'm frazzled because the Chiefs are in their offseason. They're in the free agency just started the day we're recording this podcast. So if you see me every now and again, look over at my phone. It's me making sure that I'm not missing the Chiefs signing, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. or trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Or uh, that's yeah. that's what I'll be doing over here. So let's talk about that SEC tournament. Um, and the win over Tennessee uh, was a big win for the program. They got to the semifinals for the first time in history. 
uh, they, my favorite stat is they tied for as far as they made it in the tournament by just, you know, being the number four seed. Being they there. tied the, the yeah. furthest they've been there. Yeah. Um, but they made it the furthest that they've ever been in the tournament by making it to the semifinal round. Uh, Gabe, what were your impressions from, uh, from Mizzou's run in that, in that conference tournament? I thought they did what they kind of needed to do going down there. They proved, Hey, this is not a fluke that we're the four seed. Uh, we're as good as this team that some of you computers seem to think is the fourth best team in America uh, for reasons unbeknownst to actual human beings that have watched basketball. Um, and, and then, like Maggie said, Alabama was beatable on that day. Um, yeah. Alabama does not start two for 20 from three-point range very often. But I said very early in that game, like, Alabama can win this game without shooting it well, right? They, they don't have to play their best to win this game. Missouri was going to have to play pretty well to win that game because I, I hate that it's worked out this way because Alabama is a very easy team to dislike. Everything mm -hmm. they've done the last month, I mean, nothing Nate Oates has done endears you to them at all. They are absolutely deserving of the number one overall seed. I think they're the best team in the country. And what you saw on Saturday was an NBA lottery pick just say, all right, guys, let's go. I, I mean, Alabama is a team led by a top five NBA pick and multiple other pros. Missouri is a team led by a fringe NBA player and some guys that will make money overseas. And I, I know that probably sounds like an insult to Missouri. It's not. It's a compliment no. that they're here. Um, but I, I truly think Alabama is, is the best and maybe the most talented team in the country. And Missouri's not going to beat that team playing a, a what, C-minus game? Yeah. Yeah, we shot 34% from the field, 28% from three. And I mean, in I mean, a lot of that had to do with Alabama, I felt like. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, they're a yeah. good defensive team, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But Tennessee's also a good defensive team. I mean, obviously, they were without one of their better defensive players in Zakai Ziegler. But we shot over 50% in that game, I think around 55. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're, when Mizzou doesn't shoot well, they're not one of those teams that is going to be like, okay, well, we're rebounding really well, or we're doing <laughs> right. these other things yeah. really well. I mean, it's basically <laughs> we shoot well, or we probably lose a game. But the crazy thing was with like seven or eight minutes left, they weren't shooting well and they were still, I mean, they were down, fell behind by eight and then they they'd have a couple of possessions where they'd get it to six they'd get it to five and you said if they can make one more stop they're in a one possession game and mm -hmm. this team's really good in that situation and then Alabama was just too good and said you're not gonna oh we're two for 20 but we're just gonna go six for seven now and yeah Javon Quinterly who hasn't made a shot all day is just gonna get in the lane and you're gonna collapse on him and it's just dunk city I, I mean Alabama was was incredible the last seven minutes of that Right. Uh, I know I don't like to play the if game because, you know, if buds, candies, nuts, etc. Um, if Missouri does end up beating Alabama in that game, they moved to the championship game. How much do you think that would have changed their seating? Because I think a conversation is very interesting. And we've had this conversation before. K-State can go into the Big 12 tournament, leave, lose their first game and still be a three seed. Right. Like it's not you're not going to get a whole big, a whole lot of changes. And I know I saw some conversation on Twitter kind of about this, too, about like, well, if Missouri would have beat them, they might have had a higher seed. I don't necessarily – I think the stuff's really already set going into the tournament, and it very 
it very infrequently moves. I think the conference tournament is, is probably a bigger chance for bubble teams in first four outs to kind of make go their way out. Like the Michigan losing was like, okay, yeah, they're not going to make the tournament. And you had some teams, kind of a lower fringe teams, kind of make some runs that did help. But I don't know how much it would have helped if Mizzou would have beat Alabama. Well, look didn't help it. Now. Didn't help A and M to get there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, right, the fact yeah. that A and M is a seven seed with Mizzou is absolutely wild to me. And then it's crazy because you know they take. I know the first four seeds are mainly what they look at for location and things like that. But I mean, they didn't help Kansas, but we'll get to that later. But like they put Iowa State at a six, and I think they might be going to Greensboro. If they would have put mm -hmm. Iowa State as the seven, which is probably more where they would belong, and put Texas A&M as that six, they're playing in Des Moines. Right. So it's very interesting kind of how that all worked out and seeing some of the teams get certain seeds. I don't know. It's so hard to, like, put your mind into what the people picking the seeds are thinking about. Like, are they taking – is it the net? Is it schedule? Is it strength of resume? Like, you – Sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it just absolutely does not. The only team I saw that I thought, that doesn't seem right to me, is Texas A&M. Now, mm. you did have to – the first month of the season counts, and A&M was terrible. <laughs> um, I think Tennessee's too high, but that's just because I just don't think Tennessee's as good as a lot of people think they are. Like, I understand why the committee made them a four seed. I just don't – I wouldn't, uh, having seen them play. But the only – like and, and understand this is there's 68 pieces to the puzzle and hey there's always going to be a couple things right that that make you scratch your head a and m i would be angry um i would be very angry if i was houston because i've got a chance to play auburn in birmingham in the second round <laughs> yeah. which I, I mean that's an easy fix just take auburn and then take west virginia or uh, well, that can't work. But whoever the nine seed is that like plays Purdue or Kansas, just switch that, and you're done. So Illinois, and, you know, and, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And and I guess they couldn't play Arkansas, but switch Arkansas and Auburn, right? Arkansas is a nine, yeah. In in Birmingham and Auburn's the eight, and they play Illinois because, I mean, given the one seed a road game in round two <laughs> against the nine seed, like that just seems imminently avoidable to me. When we talked about that, it seems like all year when I kept trying to say, hey, maybe Mizzou and Kansas will meet in the second round. Uh, and Gabe, that was basically your whole point the whole year. And then they, they went. And as it Houston. turns out, apparently it could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it is wild, though, that AM seed, if AM wins their first game, they would play <laughs> Texas. But right. but the committee doesn't set up storylines like that. That never yeah. happens. <laughs> so we're told. Yeah, rumor has it. Right. Yeah. Reportedly. Uh, I reported mean, but, Quinn Snyder just coincidentally played Duke in the second round one time. You know? just, I will it just worked out that way. Tennessee's seed is wild. Like, thinking of the fact that the number five SEC team, they were seeded fifth in the SEC tournament, are, is a number four. See, uh, that yeah. just is wild to me. I mean, when you guys watched the Missouri-Tennessee game, did you come away thinking Tennessee's a better basketball team than Missouri? No. No, I don't. Really. The entire I'm, game, like, I was, like, talking to myself, like, this team is not better. Like, I was saying that basically to Mizzou. Right. Like, this team's not better than you. There's no – they didn't play better. They – I mean, they're – I mean, I, I don't know that they're worse, but they're not better. Yeah, I would say they're right. probably pretty similar. At this point in the season, I would say that they're similar teams. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's take a look at Mizzou's seeding here. They are number seven seed in the South, taking on Utah State, the 10 seed in the South region. 26 and 8 are the Aggies. Missouri, obviously, 24 and 9. They're obviously in, also in Sacramento. That'll be a Thursday game uh, on the March the 16th. Um, their path is interesting because they will have to go through Arizona. If they do get past Utah State, Arizona is going to be a tough game. Um, it, really, when we were talking about uh, what seed they would be, it was like that seven, eight, nine line that they'd be in. They were going to have to face a top two team either way. Um, and, you know, Arizona may not be the, let's see, the other two seeds. UCLA probably would have been a tougher one for them to face. Um, but Texas is a good team. Texas is good. Marquette's not bad. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're not going to face a bad team the rest of the year. Um, shocker in the playoffs. They're not going to face a bad team. Um, but we talked about kind of before this, uh, this podcast that Utah State is a team that, that can shoot it. And they have a lot of similarities to the Missouri basketball Tigers. Yeah, they've got, uh, I think, three guys shooting 38% or better from three-point range. They're 11th in the country um, in three-point percentage. Now, the good news is that, I mean, we've watched this team all year. Elite three-point defense Missouri brings to the table, right? Um, <laughs> nobody ever shoots the ball well from outside against them. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, they, Missouri is kind of playing itself. Uh, Utah State doesn't play quite as fast as Missouri, but they're happy to – they're happy to play fast. It's the this game is the the second biggest over under in the entire first round behind Gonzaga mm-hmm. and Grand Canyon. Uh, it basically is projected as like a 78-76 type game, I think. And uh, you know, Utah State is not a great rebounding team. The one place where Missouri has the edge is in turnovers. Um, Utah State doesn't turn it over a ton, but they also almost never force turnovers. And Missouri, you know, leads the country in turnover margin. So it, it's pretty, I think it's pretty clear, you know, Des Moines Hodge and those guys have to, they have to get some possessions away from Utah State. But I don't know. I'll be interested to see. I could see either team winning this game by 15 points because if one team comes out and the first two or three go down, like you could see one of these teams shooting 60% from three-point range and just kind of running away and hiding if the other team starts slow. And, and it could go either way. Yeah, and Utah State's not going to be scared to play Mizzou. I mean, you know, I'm sure they've wa- they've also been watching film and they they've seen our three point defense, and then they I'm sure have seen our Ken Palm, which I'm pretty sure that Utah State's around top twenty in Ken Palm, which is they're wild. 18, once yeah. again, they're eighteenth in the net. Once which in is... the net. Once again, I have no clue how any of that stuff so, is figured. It never makes sense. But here's what this here's what this kind of proves, right? Everybody spent like six weeks freaking out about the net hates us and it's going to screw us in the tournament. It didn't. Because if you pay attention to the net, Missouri should be an 11 seed and Utah State should be a five. Like, yeah. I, and, and that didn't happen. So I think it proves that all the time we spend worrying about these computers and the metrics, it's a little overblown. Yeah, because humans are picking the seeds. Right. Mm-hmm human beings so i mean they they can look at things a little bit more full picture than i would say a computing last time they had a computer pick a uh national championship they got rid of it um <laughs> VCS. so uh yeah utah state gabe as you mentioned 18th in kempom you said 18th in the net as well um they're 13th in terms of offense in kempom 64th in terms of defense adjusted defense 
Uh, Missouri is 10th in offense, 178th in so, adjusted defense. So, I mean, that net kind of shows you what Missouri would be with just an okay defense, right? If yeah, their defensive numbers were average, because they have played a tougher schedule, clearly, than, than mm -hmm. Utah State. So if their defensive numbers are just average, you're talking about a team that's like top 10 to 15. in the You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, I think it said they had two quad one wins. I think they only have. Utah yeah. State only has two. And I think they're both maybe Boise State, who is both in both in the last nine days. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. So I mean, it it could be interesting. I mean, are, they might be playing their best basketball right now, which is the best time to play your best basketball, I guess. Well, and and like the the danger here is not that it will be Utah State, but this is the time of year where someone like Utah State always comes out of the woodwork, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I haven't seen this team play at all. I don't really know anything about them. Oh, hey, they're in the Sweet 16. You know, I, I mean, which is why we love this tournament. And so you've got to guard against what you've got to guard against is the name brand bias. Because I'll be, I said on our live show last night, I said, look, Missouri's a seven seed, Utah State, it's fine, but like this is a game Missouri should win. And then somebody immediately responded, Utah State's favored by two. I said, well, I, I'm surprised by that, but that it's name brand bias. That's all it is. Yeah. A lot of people that I saw were high on Utah State before the bracket selection and everything. A lot of people I saw said, hey, Utah State could be that team that makes that run, as you are mentioning, Gabe. And, and looking at kind of the way that they're made up, they're <laughs> they're built like Missouri is. We, we talked about that again, and I'll, and I'll say it again. is like, if they're hot, they're going to be hard to beat. And uh, especially with a team like Missouri that has a a worse defense than they do. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see how, how basically Missouri plays Missouri is what is what this yeah. basically comes down to. Well, and, and, and they could get hot and all that, but also two weeks ago, nobody was sure Utah state was in this tournament. Yeah. You know, without those wins over Boise, I'm not sure they're playing. 
Another little fun fact about um, if we do beat Utah State, uh, you know who plays for Arizona is Cor- Courtney Ramey from St. Louis. Who I, I was going to say Damon Stoudemire, but that was the last time Missouri played. Oh, <laughs> a little bit further back. Um, yeah, it, well, in Arizona is like there. This set of games is going to be incredible to watch because they're an yeah. elite offensive team. That I mean, they go uh, back and mess around and do some things on the defensive end too, but it's mostly offense. You know, I mean, they they actually their game with Princeton, the over under is the same. It's one fifty four and a half. So. Two of the three highest totals in the NCAA tournament first round are in Sacramento Thursday morning. So, shout out Sacramento. And, <laughs> like, isn't that what we've said though that Missouri needs all year? Look, they can't play Mississippi State. They can't play that yeah. type of game. They need a team that is willing. And, and and the way Missouri wins this game is pretty simple. It's the same way it, it won the Tennessee game. It's we're going to convince you to run with us. And once you start running with us, we don't think you'll take good enough care of the ball to mm-hmm. win. You know, I mean, it, 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 sometimes I almost think Missouri can bait a team into – because, look, they'll make some early threes. They'll get a couple transition baskets, and all of a sudden they're thinking, hey, we can do this. This team doesn't play any defense. And then the next thing you know, they've turned it over on four straight possessions, and it's 11 nothing run. You know, so – yeah, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting matchup. Looking at that uh, that whole south side of the bracket, Alabama, they get it put into the number one overall seeds bracket in the south. Uh, they're gonna be playing the winner of uh, Texas A&M Commerce versus SEMO. and uh, the eight nine is West Virginia and Maryland. That's an interesting little eight nine there. I think both of those teams are interesting is probably the right word of like yeah something, something's gonna happen there. Um, San Diego I mean, State, either, either one will get run off the floor by Alabama. I Correct. Uh, yes, I think that is. Let me look at the other eight nines real quick. Yeah, I think that that is there, probably the easiest eight nine matchup out of all of them. There were a game. lot of boos when Bama was announced at the selection show at Mizzou Arena yesterday, and a whole lot of cheers for Semo. So a lot of Mizzou <clears> fans <throat> are big Semo fans the next three days. <laughs> well, get a hold of their horses because they got to beat AM Commerce. Um, <laughs> They are underdogs in that game, I saw. They are, yes. Um, but San Diego State also in that also, bracket with Charles. Also, if, if you are putting money on Texas A&M Commerce <laughs> and SEMO, like, seriously, guys, just 1-800-BETS-OFF. You hate money. Just you get, hate, get <laughs> you hate your own money. 1-800-BETS-OFF. You, might, you uh, might hate yourself, honestly, yeah. at that point. Yeah, call, call. Give them back that hotline number again. They definitely yeah. need that. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing the live bets um, for the I was only doing totals. I was doing live bets over under totals in like the Big Ten championship game or not championship. It would have been yeah, they putting as Rutgers. What was that quarterfinal? Quarterfinal. Semifinal. Yeah. yeah. Quarterfinal. I was uh, placed in some over unders. That, that was a good time. <laughs> Cheering for. I'm praying for. I'm praying for Florida Atlantic to hit two free throws with 0. .5 seconds left <laughs> to hit an over. Maybe it wasn't a good time. I'm re- recanting it. And I think it's not, not that good of a time as I remember. <laughs> oh, well. But I think this is a this is an interesting team I wanted to bring up is Furman. Uh, Furman is a team that it seems like a lot of people are high on for some reason. Um, now, hand up, haven't watched a lot of Herman basketball, Furman basketball. Um, but people are saying 27-7 and seven going into the tournament playing Virginia. Could be a fun one to watch out for. 
Virginia, I mean, they've never lost in the first round to an underdog, have they? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Does that happen? Like, weird <laughs> things happen when you only score 49 points a game. Yeah, Virginia, I mean. I want to see Virginia-Alabama give... <laughs> simply because, like, Virginia might not get 20 points in that game. Yeah. I've got the Kim Palm up here. I'm finding I'm finding where they are on the adjusted offense. Um, I'm well, going to get West somewhere Virginia. in the 200s. They are oh only seventy four. Interesting. It's a bit higher than I thought. That I guess it's just it, they might be efficient on offense. They're just so slow they still don't score. <laughs> I think Kent State's another one, another interesting one. They're playing Indiana, and Indiana yeah. is so up and down. Like you watch them go and play Purdue and play great, and then get blown out by whomever. They're just a wild team to watch, and that's kind of those are two kind of closer proximity schools. Um, both being Midwest, you know, Indiana, Ohio. So that's a good one to watch, I think, as well. I like uh, I like Providence over Kentucky. I think Kentucky's mm. done caring about this season. That's a good call. I like call. that one, too. Yeah. I also, I really like, and this is a selfish reason that I like it, and most of our listeners will probably also like it, but I love the Arkansas-Illinois game. I, I thought you were going to say Howard. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, <love laughs> Howard. Uh, as my sleeper. No, um, I like the Arkansas-Illinois game, but mainly because that means no matter what, that only one of our three biggest, <laughs> I would say, basketball rivals right now will make it into the Sweet 16. And that's a good day. It, like, you look at it, it, only one of them can make it. That's a good day. It also means that no matter what, Kansas is playing a preseason top 12 team. Yeah. Like, I understand – Arkansas and Illinois did not play that way, but they have enough guys that all they've got to do is wake up. Like, I think you could argue those are more talented teams than Kansas. Just sheer talent. Arkansas, for I, sure. Yes. A million percent. And they're playing their best basketball now, too, because they have Nick Smith Jr. back. Well, they were till the second half against Texas A&M. That's also true. <laughs> that uh, yeah, I, mean, I thought they were going to take that whole first half. I thought Arkansas was going to yeah. advance and then – didn't happen. Yeah. Um I'm looking at this bracket here for Kansas and we talked about this before the podcast started. And Nebraska Kansas, you know, Nebraska, what the heck? Uh Kansas <laughs> kind of got a raw deal when it comes to the seeding of uh, of everything because now I'm looking at this brass this bracket. Holy cow, I can't talk. And like they do have they'll have to face the winner of Arkansas, Illinois, St. Mary's, also another really good team, UConn. Uh, one of those four seeds I could see making a really good run. UCLA, really good two seed. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, always good. I mean, that is loaded. It is. It. I mean, TCU's in there as well. They've got. They've got some teams that could uh, end Kansas's run for a and, second national title very early. And also, if it's Gonzaga or UCLA in the Elite Eight, that game's in Vegas. So, like, I know Kansas <laughs> yeah. fans travel, but geographic disadvantage very much so yeah I, ucla's a little banged up aren't they yeah they lost uh their best defensive player for the year um yep. and lost to arizona i think or, uh, maybe beat arizona in the pac-12 title game i don't know i didn't it, those games start way too late for me i don't watch pac-12 yeah. <laughs> No. The West Coast doesn't matter. It's just a, it's, a it's literally why I can tell you nothing about Utah State. Besides the fact they play in the Mountain West, like every game they have, 
it starts when I'm going to bed. I don't see it. Play. Tip off at like 1130. <laughs> and I don't, I don't plan to start now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, but uh, Kansas fans, I do think they are, they were, they were whining on Twitter. Shocker. Kansas fans whining on Twitter. They might have, they might have a good reason to whine. Also, has, has anybody ever gotten on Twitter after the selection show and said, good job. Really like where my team's at. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, my team's got a smooth sailing. Did the sweet 16. We're good. Everybody in our region sucks. Well done selection committee. Kansas always gets Omaha or St. Louis or Des Moines or Kansas city. I'm just like, okay, for one time you have to get on an airplane. If you make the sweet 16, like, I think you'll be fine. You can drive to Des Moines. You can fly to Vegas. I mean, you know Frontier has those cheap flights to Vegas. <laughs> you do, take that right they, home. Do, do they have any to Sacramento? I'm asking for me. Yeah, I didn't, so. I didn't know Sacramento had an airport until 15 minutes ago. It does. Um, no, I'm flying directly into it. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, Sacramento, that's a so, tough draw. I, I was telling you that I tweeted at you after, as soon as I, I saw that Sacramento was the draw because we had a conversation. You said as long as it's not – you say Birmingham I, or Sacramento? Is that what you said? Orlando. I think somebody oh, had asked me. My right. my rankings in order of preference were seventh Orlando, eighth canceled the tournament, and ninth Sacramento. So. <laughs> the committee listened. Yes. <laughs> hey, but if we as far do, as I know, the the tournament's still on. If we can win, if we can beat Utah State, if we right. can beat Arizona, Louisville. Louisville short drive. From St. Louis, at least that's like four and four and a half, four four and a half hours for me. Yeah. So, well, here bad. was that's the here, second best one we could have gotten. Here was my first reaction to this bracket, though, was, well, I don't think this is going to be the year we see the first Final Four because yeah. Alabama's still in. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. But uh, but like, I mean, this. So what if they lose Thursday? Like, is this? I still think it's a win overall as a season. I don't think it really changes a whole lot. Um, I agree. It is, but then you have to wait, what, 365 more days to try to get a tournament win? So it's 14 years? I don't know. It'll be, I I mean, like, it'll be a bummer, right, to see if if you would see it end on day one, especially because playing on Thursday morning sucks, man. Because if your team loses the third game of the tournament, you just sit there and go, well, I got 60 more games and I hate all these teams. And I don't want to watch any of them. And this sucks. You know, I mean, if you lose, if you're one of those first three teams out, it's real. It, it kind of feels like, hang on, man. I haven't even seen Kenny and Charles yet. Like it was, I really in the tournament. Right. Yeah. You want some bragging rights a little bit. I mean, you already know that either Illinois or Arkansas is going to be out. So you just want to make it at least but, <laughs> further than one of them. But even even if you play like Thursday night or Friday morning, right? Like it, it's like you know when you go on Top Chef, it's it's all right if you're the fifth or sixth person sent home. But man, you feel bad for that first person that yeah. has to go home. You're like, you got cut in the quick challenge, man. You didn't get to like be on. <laughs> nobody even gonna remember you were on this season. I Did love you know, I love the Top Chef. By the way, new season started last. Week. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe and I, we can talk about it, I, I guess. I used to watch it religiously. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> Started last Wednesday. There Not getting paid for that, by the way. Top yes. Chef could be a, could be a, reach out, see if Top Chef wants to sponsor us. Yeah, I'll reach year. out to Padma. We'll see. I'll uh, see, I'll be on see that. If, 
See if Padma and uh, Tom want to be guests. <laughs> Dude, if we get Tom Colicchio on to do that too, I'm effing retiring the next day. That's all there is to it. I'm never doing another thing in my life if we get him on. That's fair. I mean, the high bar to cross. Um, I'm not sure he's ever watched a basketball game or a college football game in his life, but could be interesting I don't know. still. He's, he's got to play. I ate at one of his restaurants in Vegas one time. I bet he sits out there and he sits at the sports book. He's like, what's the live, What's that live second half line on Utah State, Mizzou? Come on. There you go, Kansas I'm, fans. You can go to Tom Colicchio's restaurant. <laughs> yeah. There you go. With with all the money you save by not flying to Sacramento, you can spend $200 on dinner at Tom Colicchio's place. Sacramento. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean... Yeah. But like winning one, if you win, if you win on Thursday, to me, unqualified success, zero. Compl- yeah. I don't care if you get beat by ninety by Arizona. Everything about this season was good. Agree. I think. Yeah. I, I do think that clearly the trajectory is moving upwards. I think no matter what happens, you can tell that. You can tell it by the the players that are visiting. I mean, I used to not even pay any attention to it because I'm like, I have no clue who this unranked player is or like this two-star player is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have elite players coming and visiting. That's a win already. Um, yeah. But for me, I still need that one win. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but maybe that's just the Well, because it's been 13 like, years. That's yeah. It's been mm-hmm. since I was a senior in college, since we've gotten one. That is wild. Yeah. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Gabe, I've got a question for you. Uh, we didn't, okay. we haven't mentioned this on the podcast yet. Gabe, or not Gabe, you didn't sign an extension. Dennis Gates no, signed an no extension. Yeah. Um, no extensions for Gabe, reporting it here first. Um, extension for Dennis Gates, though. Uh, thoughts on that, and was it too soon? Um, I understand if some – and look, I've said I probably wouldn't do it until there was a reason to do it, but give Missouri credit. Whether this was a result of somebody coming after him or whether this was preventative, hey, don't even think about coming after him, I'm yeah. good with it. I mean, the season he had – the way recruiting's going, the way he's he's energized this fan base and gotten people back in the building. Um, look, if you can do the extension they did in November, you absolutely do the extension they did today or this week. Um, mm-hmm. he, he earned it. I got no issue with it. And it it I, I think just as big as them signing it is that he was willing to sign it, that he signed yeah. a deal that basically said, I understand I'm not even going to interview for another job for two or three years. Because as good as Dennis Gates might be, there ain't an athletic director in the country who's going to say, we'll pay you $20 million just just to get here. And then we'll worry about what we actually pay you. I mean, this is is handcuffs between Gates and Missouri for, I'd say, minimum two years, maybe three. I totally agree about the November thing because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this one makes way more sense than the one did um, right before we lost to Kentucky. So um, I'm super stoked we we kind of tied him down. But also, I love the extension because and the raise 
because I think it helps us also keep CY. And I don't know if CY wants to be a head coach. You know, he didn't talk about that on our podcast, I don't believe. Um, But I think he likes working with Gates. I think he likes where he's at. And I think this only helps keep the pieces in place for that upward trajectory we were talking about. Yeah, I, agree. yeah I, mean, I forgot about the drink extension until you just brought it up. So thank you for that. Yeah, there's, there, I mean, there's, there's nothing not to like about what he's done. And here's the other thing. And I understand that this is a little hypocritical of me because I've been a little bit like not understanding why they, they signed the one they did in November. But ultimately, I, like I'm not mad about it. I don't care because it's not my money. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, if in like in three years, if they have to end up paying Dennis Gates you know, whatever, $13 million to go away instead of $6 million to go away. Okay. I didn't contribute to that. Whatever. That's fine. I mean, I, you know, I, I, we tend to get up in arms about these things and then you're like, well, this is all monopoly money guys. This is just right. a way to make sure they're, they don't have, they can say they don't have enough money to pay players. It's like 25 students going to Mizzou. So it's really not in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. It's not <laughs> big of a deal. Right. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I liked it. Uh, the timing of it came at a good time, right? As, as they beat Tennessee, um, would have been. A, imagine how hype would Columbia have been if, like, they do get that win, right? In that first round, they get to Utah State, and then Dennis Gates' contract extension announced. But yeah. uh, I know there was a, there was some buzz around uh, Georgetown, maybe wanting to Georgetown, Texas Tech, were rumored a little bit. I, again, I'm not sure why he would take either of those jobs over Missouri, and he probably wouldn't have. But mm-hmm. you, they don't have to be jobs you'd take; they just have to be jobs an agent can call the AD and say, "Well, <laughs> maybe." I mean, Mike Anderson got raises out of Georgia and Oregon, so come on. I know the Cal job opened up too, but I mean, who would want to play or who would want to coach for Cal right now? Do you guys know, do you guys know what Cal's record in basketball was this year? Oh, Oh, it was really bad. I saw, I I found this the day they fired Mark Fox and I had no idea. They were three and 29. (laughs) I thought it was hard to get worse than Louisville, but Louisville looked at Cal and go, bro, your season sucked, man. (laughs) I was when we were in Indianapolis at the combine. I remember looking up and seeing Cal playing somebody, and I was like, "Wow, Cal's bad." And I don't remember what the record was at that point. I still think it was three and something. Um, I don't think they won. They did win two Pac-12 games. Okay, they won two Pac-12 games. Okay, so they only won one non-conference game. Yes, they were one and twelve non-conference. Man, you scheduled those to win. (laughs) Not Cal. They spent a lot of money this year. (laughs) Yeah. Cal wants the adversity. They want they want to be behind the eight ball when the conference schedule starts. Uh, that's, so that's long, long way of saying, even if you somehow lose to Utah State, like there's people out there that have it worse, you know. It's true. Yeah, that is true. Dennis uh, has some good stuff set up for next year too, with the uh, the recruits coming yeah. in. Should be uh, should be an exciting season next year as well. Um, so yeah, okay. Before we go. Next week, let's see. The this game is on Thursday, so um, yeah, we, we still could. We could still have another podcast before. I um, mean, I I assume we'll have a, another podcast next week, regardless, right? Regardless, yes. But like, could I'm saying, could there be another game? Um, oh yeah, the way that be. there could be. They'd um, have to beat Arizona, but 
Yeah, we need to tell the Mizzou team that the further they play, the more Mizzou That's Who podcasts we get to record. So there's True. a lot, Maybe they're there's just a like, lot you know, on what the was, line. Let's end it now. <laughs> Look, I got, a, I got an airfare to recoup, man. <laughs> we we got we to keep finding reasons to do shows. <laughs> You just post your Venmo like right up here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So uh predictions. Let's let's do this. Predictions. What is it? Utah State's by two points, right? Is that what they have them favored as? Yeah. Um, I believe when I saw it, uh Gabe, what do you think? I mean, a seven ten game is a toss-up, right? Yeah, I mean, there's not that much difference here. Um they're similar teams. I think that. You know, this is an old Missouri team. Like, I don't think they should be rattled by anything they're going to see in the, I forget what the arena is even called, but, you know, in the Kings arena against Utah State. Uh, I imagine it's not going to be full or anything at 1040 right. on a, a Thursday. Um, but I, I don't, any situation like this, what good does it do to come on and say, I think Utah State's going to beat Missouri? I mean, I, Come on, man. I don't know. It's a it's a toss-up. You take the home team. You do what the people want. There you go. Man of the people. But I, I mean, I think Missouri will win, but, you know. Maggie? Yeah, I think experience wins out. I don't think Kobe – who knows? We don't know if Kobe's leaving this year. We don't know anything. Um, I don't think Kobe, regardless, would want to go out like that. Um, I think – Kobe has a good game, bounces back from his six-point game against Alabama, and I think that we get the win as well. All three of us are picking the Missouri Basketball Tigers to win and break the streak. The streak will be snapped by the next time we're here. Um, it's really a no-win situation, here. though, because now if they lose, people will blame us. Well, like, oh, yeah, now you all, all three I, I called out an Arkansas podcast last week because they did, like, a whole segment on the SEC tourney, and it was like, Mizzou, blah, 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 this. Like, they're going to get smoked. They're going to – we didn't do that. We just said what we thought was going to happen, which is the way you got to do it. You can even secretly tell other people you think Utah State's going to win, so you can be like, well, I actually told these people. Just, right. Just see, you predicted it right somewhere. Fill out right, enough exactly. brackets. You'll get it. That's what I do. Fill enough brackets to get every combination. That's a lot of brackets. You can't actually fill do that. I filled out. I filled out one bracket, and it took me like three minutes. And then another. I haven't filled mine out yet. Which uh, we'll see how that I goes. Haven't, I haven't either. But I did write down a final four. That I'm not sure if I'm gonna pick them in my brackets. But I didn't know if you guys had a final four thought about. I, it. I picked Alabama, Marquette, Connecticut, and Texas. Oh, okay. Ours are similar. I did Bama, Marquette, Texas, and then I put, unfortunately, Kansas. <laughs> mm. See, I, I long ago just decided it's, – it's honestly, it's why I quit playing fantasy football too. Like, I don't pick things that I want – that I actively want to not happen. Right. So I would rather lose my pool and pick Kansas to lose to Connecticut than – win my pool especially because the pool the prize in my pool is free time on power mizzou and my account's already free so mm. <laughs> i'm not trying to win anything I, I do like the uconn over kansas pick truthfully that's probably what i'll do in my bracket um man i don't know uh looking at the final four i'm probably gonna take alabama because outside of that like yeah. arizona's would be the toughest but, but i mean alabama's good um 
let's go with Texas in the Midwest. So Alabama, Texas, uh, Marquette, because that sounds fun, and UConn. See, there you go. We're exactly the same. And, exactly and <laughs> I don't want that final four to happen because like three of those four finals. teams I want to lose in the first round. Marquette's the only one I don't hate, but whatever. I, did, I do want UCLA to win the bracket. I just don't know. I I did a few we did a futures bet. I did a futures bet a while ago and I have the Chiefs. So it's like I have UCLA too. So I'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that would only be the second one, but you know, you never know. Well, Here's a little behind the curtain is when you guys were talking about your final four, I couldn't hear you guys. Uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously audio. I couldn't hear you. And so like when I live picked my final four, Gabe and I just are on the same wavelength and it didn't matter, I guess. Um, <laughs> but hope I put it off. I thought he was coming up with, with, up with some novel concept. It's like, like, isn't that what like, yeah, no, that just happened. <laughs> like, that just happened. Like, oh. Marquette, because it sounds fun, and we both pick Marquette. Like, uh, well, right. <laughs> well, let's see how all that goes. Um, yeah, we'll see if that actually makes my final bracket now. Uh, but uh, hopefully, I played it off cool that I didn't copy you guys, and I was uh, just <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on with my headphones. Um, <laughs> this is really what was happening. Uh, but yeah, um, if you guys don't have anything else, I think it's gonna do it for this episode. I got nothing. Yeah, nothing no, no baseball, me. no gymnastics news. No. Oh, we did get news. a quarterback. Yeah. We got a quarterback from Nebraska. Yeah, Daniel Kalen, uh, quarterback <sighs> committed out of Nebraska. So. And an offensive lineman from yeah. I'm not sure from Washington, Missouri. Okay. Yes, that's correct. So, it's confusing. Recruiting is happening. Spring game is this weekend. Literally nobody's going to notice because it's going to be like 27 degrees, and the basketball team might be playing in the NCAA tournament. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Um, yes, the world's earliest spring game going on in Colombia <laughs> and March 18th. It's the what we looked it up though, live on the podcast. It was like what the earliest of all the power five schools. It's, I um, mean, it's the late winter game. Spring starts March 21st. So. Oh, I think a Georgia fan messaged me just the other day and was like, Oh, yay, our spring practice starts this week. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, wait, our spring game is on Saturday. <laughs> We've had three weeks of practices already. <laughs> How does that work out? All right. That's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Mizzou. That's who on wherever you listen to it. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, We'll be back next week breaking down whatever happens in Mizzou athletics. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.